Mentorship, leadership, coaching, right now. It's the Coaching Podcast with Matt Marvin and Tom Tony. They say our brains have the processing capacity of a terabyte to the 12th power. The ability to come up with so much information and process so much um, data and information at any given time that it can be overwhelming for us. And yet I find a great deal of the coaching that I do is actually helping people realize that there are more than just one or two options. Hmm. Now that's kind of strange. That sounds strange, strange, doesn't it? But our brains are phenomenal. At, at, um, <laughs> it sounds processing. like they're using a flash drive. Instead yeah, of exactly. <laughs> right. Is our brains have the ability to come up with so many scenarios, but in order for you and I to sleep at night, mm. for our brains to be able to rest, it simplifies life for us. Okay. And I've noticed this in a lot of my, my coaching is that People have a tendency that with their brain's capacity at, you know, a terabyte (laughs) to the the 12th power is they say this. So I was trying to decide, do I stay at work or do I quit my job and start my own business? Hmm. Which do I do? (laughs) And I'm always amazed at, I go, wait a minute, terabyte to the 12th power. And this is what you hear. And like the old computers, it spits out a ticket that says, you only have two options. Two options. But because, you know, otherwise it, our brains will explode and we just can't sleep at night. Yeah. And yet I find a lot of the work I do is helping people go, is there room for a third category in the middle? And they go, well, do I quit my job or, and, and start my own business? Or do I stay at work and, and just push through the dr- dirt? Grind it out. Every yeah. day and grind it out. And I go, is there room for a third category and a fourth category and maybe even a fifth or sixth or seventh category? And they go, what do you mean? I go, is it possible you could stay at work and start your business on the weekends? And they go, never thought of that, right? And I go, wait a minute, what? Exactly. And they go, wow, I got a new answer, right? And I go, but it's it amazes me how true that is that that's true when people are at work, if they're dealing with a difficult situation, if they're a student and they're trying to figure out how do I, you know, how do I get along with this other fellow student? Right. And they go, I don't know. I guess I either, I either become their best friend or I never talk to them again. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, go, right. is there room for, for other options in the middle? Because for whatever reason, I find that psychologically we have a tendency to try to simplify it too much Interesting. and forget all the possibilities in between. So we think about that idea from like a shades, almost like a gradient yeah. type of perspective, right? You have black and white. Right. And that our, our brains think in black and white, right? The clarity of the two options. But the distance between black and white is an infinite gradient fade, Yes, right? It's like you go from white to black. And it could be any spectrum of color in between That's right. those two things, but opening ourselves up to those possibilities. It's interesting, and I don't want to go on a tangent here, but I just feel like there's a connection that hope, hope is connected to options, right? So uh, anxiety, for example, is is driven by not feeling we have options. Yes. So it makes sense that a person who's in a situation where they only feel like they have really, because if you let's, let's break it down. Yeah. So you're talking about somebody maybe at work yeah. and they're, what are they considering? They're considering staying the same. Yes. Or leaving work. There's really only one option in that because they're already living the other. 
So is that really an option? Great it's point. just the way that it is. Great point. So it's really yes. almost almost down to one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. One other thing. And we recognize that that can drive hopelessness. Hopelessness, anxiety, victimhood is connected to not having options. Yes. Well said. Because if you have options, mm-hmm. what's the fear? Right. We have options. That's this right. is serious. Slow side journey there, but I no, love that I, idea of that. The, but you know, Tom, I think it's so spot on because mental health has been such an issue, especially over the last couple of years. Think about how how many people feel that kind of daunting feeling of, man, is there you know, is there hope for the is future? There is there a better, you know, better answer for tomorrow? And yeah. the answer is there's a thousand of them. <laughs> there's a thousand of them. Yes. And the question is, you know, which one do I want to pursue? So good. And you're right. When we suddenly go, mm, I really think I only have one option. I go, wait a minute. There's a million. And if I can see the options, Hope I can only imagine available. that as you're doing that, as you're as you're coaching someone in that scenario, I can only imagine that the lights come on, that you literally see their eyes widen and their brow raise and their posture change. Yes, as you're basically share, showing them, you're not stuck. Yes, there you have their options. That's right, and it comes in so many different forms. You know, I use the form of, do I stay or do I go? Mm. Right. You know, mm. that should be a song. Yeah. Do I stay or do I go? But <laughs> I, um, but it, it actually comes in so many other categories of, uh, do I hold them accountable or do I not? Do I bring them into my office and say, this is unacceptable and I won't put up with it any longer? Or do I just not say anything? Mm. And if you hear that, you go, wait a minute, there's a, there's a litany of options in between. Yeah. But we have a tendency to simplify it. It's like our brain says this, you know, like a magic trick. 52 cards. They go, yeah. they pull it out in front of us and go, pick any two. <laughs> Why only two? But our brain, like a brain can just think in so many different ways, but to simplify it for us, it tends to, to spit back that ticket that gets printed out yeah. that says only one or two options. It's interesting because as you walk through that, I'm I'm hearing in that. So help me understand this. Um, is it often that we pick extremes? Is it often that the where, what we're really dealing with are sort of polar opposites here? It's one end or the other. We might even say it that way. It's one end of the spectrum or the other, right? Um, is that what you often see and experience? It's often. It's not always, but it's often, mm. and you, that's. Great point, because it is true. We have a tendency to go, it's either this or this. And the more we are able to outline, in fact, I had someone actually ask that question of what do you find the, um, the strategy you use most in coaching? What's the most common thing you talk about or, or, um, share with your coaches? And there's no doubt one of the most common is how do I help them see more possibilities? Our brains are trying to actually aid us, mm. help us, mm. guide us by saying, all right, let's simplify this for you, right? Yeah. You either, do, you either hold them accountable <laughs> and tell them this is inappropriate or you don't speak to them again and just hope it goes away. Yeah. I go, no, there's more <laughs> options than that. And the more they're able to discover it, they 
they start to realize, oh yeah. In fact, often the options are something they would feel more comfortable with, which is why they're not making the decision. Yeah, that's in why the they're first stuck. Place. Yes, so brilliant. Yeah. I'm stuck because so, I don't like them. Exactly. I don't like I don't like A or B. I don't like either of them. So we need A point three. We need yeah. to do that one between A and B yes. that's going to unstick us. Yes. When we can get our teeth sunk into and our energy behind. That's right. It's so intriguing to me. Um, you know, when you think about like what often probably is happening in that situation is our our brain is naturally geared to conserve energy, right? Because yes. energy is life for our brain. The more energy we use in our thought processes, it's using up the life force of our of our brain. So habit loops are built on that premise, right? So mm-hmm. we do things, quote unquote, mindlessly. We recognize that the brain waves, the activity that's required to do something we do all the time is greatly diminished. It's why they exist. The brain's creating habit loops. That's why you leave work at 5 p.m. knowing you need to go get milk and 30 right. minutes later, you're sitting in your driveway without milk. Yes. Because every day you're used to leaving and going that route. That's right. Um, and so we have to break that cycle and engage our mind yes. and engage our thinking in the possibility of a point three. That right. there's something that exists between these two extremes that may be the right answer. 